0: Luther's world of cryptids, ghosts, and the unexplained. If you're into strange things that fly above us in the skies, or creepy things that go bump in the night, then you have come to the right place. Much like cryptid creatures or folklore tales, they all have a home here, and so do you in Luther's world. Welcome. Chapter 14. Sit down, relax, dim the lights. Let your mind wander. Let your mind be free. I never thought it would happen to me. Real stories told by the people that had to happen to them. Our first story legendary commentator Tony Schiavone tells us about a haunted hotel and wrestler Mike Magnum. He tells us about a haunted apartment. Hey, my name is Tony Schiavone of AEW.
1: Uh, for uh, 11 years, I was the voice of the Gwinnett Braves, the Brave A team uh, in Gwinnett County, which is right outside of Atlanta. And we traveled all over. We traveled all over, really. We, uh, in the International League, you would travel to places like Patucket, Rhode Island, Syracuse, New York, Buffalo, New York, Louisville, Kentucky. We also went to Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania, Scranton Wilkes-Barre, the Yankees AAA team was there. There's a legend in Scranton, and, and you can look it up, about the uh, Lackawanna Station Hotel, which is a Radisson Hotel that used to be a train station. And it was converted to this very nice hotel, and it's very opulent, very nice. But the legend has it that it's, that it's haunted. Not many people, uh, obviously, would believe that. But uh, and and I think you could look this up. Back in during the World Wars, probably one and two, uh, the Lackawanna Station was the place that they would bring bodies from overseas into that area, and they would have a makeshift morgue in the basement of the the, the train station there, and that's where families would come come and collect the bodies or try to identify the bodies. So that was the reason, the alleged, the alleged reason that this Lackawanna Station was haunted. A couple of things happened that have been pretty much verified. Uh, First of all, baseball players can be like pro wrestlers, uh, full of shit. And so sometimes you don't always believe what they say. But there's this one catcher uh, named Clint Sammons, great guy, former quarterback, high school quarterback, was a great catcher. Everybody liked him. He told me the story that uh, he was in his bathroom at the the hotel, in his room, laid down in bed, and noticed that the, the light was on in the bathroom. And he said, so he went up, he turned it off. He laid back down a few minutes later, it came on. Did it again. Laid down a few minutes later, and it came on. And I asked Clint, I said, uh, what, what did you what did you do? He said, I just made an announcement. He said, I, I know you're in here, but I'm trying to sleep, so please keep the lights off. And he said, and the light went off. Okay, Clint was a Clint was not a bullshitter. He was a straight guy, pretty good, good guy. So there's this this other story that I was told, uh, and then I'll tell you about something that happened to me. Uh, we had uh, a, a player named Sean Kazmar. And The good news is, as we're recording this, Sean Kasmar has just been called up to the major leagues. He's with the Atlanta Braves right now. Classy guy, first class guy uh, from, uh, from Nevada, uh, he and, and uh, he was an infielder, but he and an outfielder, and and I'm not so sure the outfielder's name, I think it was, we had so many players come through, I think it was Joe Leonard, I'm not sure, and we're talking probably like 2016, 2017. Well, there's a lot of players on the team that are afraid of their own shadow, and you tell them that this place is haunted, right? The players, some of the players don't want to stay there, and some of the players are petrified. So there's this one player who was scared to death, Absolutely scared death. So, Sean and Joe decided they were going to prank him and knock on his door. And then when he came to the door, nobody was there. So they knocked on the door, they ran their head, he opens up the door, nobody's there. They do it again. And this time, they start running down the hallway. And as Sean tells the story, and he tells me, he says, 100%, that's his way of saying no lie, 100%. As he and Joe are running down the hallway as fast as they can, they stop and turn around and right behind them is a maid with a cart, appears out of nowhere. And he said, they just threw up their hands and ran the other way. I said, you mean the the maid appeared out of nowhere? He said, absolutely, we ran right down, unless she was running right behind us and she wasn't, because we would have heard the cart, then she just appeared. So I take all this into account, and then this happened to me, and this was the last time we stayed in Lackawanna Station which would have been 2018 maybe, maybe 2019. 2019 was my last year, 2018. I'm in my room, I'm in the bathroom, and I have both lights on on either side of the bed, both lamps on either side of the bed. I go out of the bathroom, I look, and the lights are off. And I went, wow, I know they were on. And I go, I walk towards the bathroom, and the lights come on again, now both of them. it wasn't a power surge, because, of, at least I don't think it was, because the light the bathroom stayed on and the television stayed on, but both lamps on different plugs both came on and then both went off and then obviously it came on again. So that happened to me and I told the story and it's, it's something that uh, we always talked about. There are many, many other stories. Red Brower, who is was the clubhouse attendant, for the visiting teams at the at the stadium there, PNC Field, says there are a lot more stories from other teams. As a matter of fact, it's happened to the point that a lot of teams will not stay there now, because I don't know if teams are scared or coaches are scared, or it's just uh, too much distractions or what, but that that's the legend of the International League that a couple of stories from people that I really, really trust, and then it, it kind of happened to me, so. It's actually, to me, I thought it was a pretty cool place to stay. We also had players. We had one kid, Joey Trdoslovich, who was a good player, kind of a meathead. I always called him a meathead. And he said, I'm going to go down to the basement and I'm going to check it out. We're going to do it at midnight. You want to go? I said, hell no, I don't want to go. Uh, and they went down there and I asked Joey, I said, how did you get down there? He said, well, we talked to one of the security guys. The security guy said, yeah, we'll let you down to the basement. He said, I said, so what was down there? Anything? He said, nah, just a bunch of boxes. So it's, it's the legend of the International League and it continues today. And I'm interested to see how many other players in other teams uh, experience the things that we experienced through the years with the
2: Gwinnett, with the Gwinnett Braves. Hey guys, this is Mike Magnum, the Starving Artist seen you know, on AEW Dark. Uh, I just wanted to share a paranormal activity experience that I've had. Uh, when my wife and I first got married, we had moved into this um, apartment and uh, first couple nights were good. It was our first time really, you know uh, living together and having our own place and space. So um, you know, of course like, you know, the mind can play tricks on you sometimes, but uh, we started to have these similar experiences where we'd be asleep in the middle of the night and we'd feel this strange energy. Is the only way I can really explain it from, you know, one side of the bed in the corner of the room. And one night we both were woken up and by the same thing, neither of us wanted to freak each other out. So, um, we didn't really say anything. And then I think it was another day or two where we had the same kind of thing. And then I asked her, Hey, I don't think I'm crazy, but did you feel this over here? And she was like, yeah, I didn't want to freak you out. I felt the same thing. And, um, you know, we happened to look and over in that same area by like where the window frame was, there was looked like 10,000 thumbtack holes pushed into the wall in that spot. And we noticed it in our son's room. And it was very odd and my mother-in-law, who's, a, a a Christian as well as we are she would pray a lot and she would tell us that in our son's room um, there was just one area where there was an attic that she would just say I always feel like I need to pray over that spot and what I didn't tell her was that a couple days before that I was in his room and as clear as you see me I saw a shadow go from the wall of the floor of the wall up the wall and like almost run and travel into that spot so uh, it gives me chills talking about it but it's it's something that still sticks with me to this day, but, uh, you know, when you see something like that, you know, and you know you saw it,
0: it, it's real. If you have a story that you want to share on the show, film yourself telling your tale, or write it out in full detail and email it to me at luthersworldmail at gmail.com, and we'll use it on a future chapter. Next up is the devil himself, Drexel. This is Defining the Unknown.
3: Greetings and salivations. I'm Drexel, homicidal artist and king of Northwest hardcore, and I'm here to define the unknown on Luther's world. And today's Word of the Day is Therianthropy. See, Therianthropy comes from the Greek therion, meaning wild animal or beast, and anthropos, meaning human being. Therianthropy is the mythological ability of human beings to metamorphose into other animals by means of shape-shifting. It's possible that cave drawings found at La Trefraeus in France depict ancient beliefs in this concept, but it was used to refer to animal transformation folklore of, of Europe as early as, like, 1901. See, shape-shifting in folklore, mythology, and anthropology generally refers to the alteration of physical appearance from that of a human to that of another species. And depending on what that species is, there's different names. There's lycanthropy. That's probably the most well-known. That's the transformation of a human into a wolf or a werewolf. Uh, followed by a which is the transformation of a human into a dog, or a which is the transformation into a cat. Um, There's hyenas, which uh, hyenas are present in the stories of several African and Euro-Asian cultures. And if you look back in history, ancient Turk legends from Asia talk of form-changing shamans known as kurdadams. And if you look at the word kurdadam, that translates to wolfman some native americans first nation legends talk about skinwalkers see skinwalkers were people with the supernatural ability to turn into any animal they desire but to do so however they first had to be wearing a pelt of that specific animal and then in the folk religion of the mesoamerica there's the Nagul or the Nahul. It's a human being who has the power to magically turn themselves into animal forms, most commonly donkeys, turkeys, and dogs, but they can also transform into more powerful creatures like a a jaguar or maybe a puma. And then if you look in modern day, there's modern day Therians. Uh, They're they're individuals who believe or feel that they are non-human animals in a spiritual sense. And then there's also others who claim to have a a psychological or neurobiological connection uh, rather than a spiritual one to the creature of their identification. Uh, Both often use the term species dysphoria to dis describe their feelings of disconnect from their human bodies and their underlying desire to live as that stated creature. So, no matter what you feel on the inside, know that you're not alone because I'm sure someone before you felt this like that. Luther, right back to you.
0: This is the paper trail stories sent in by you, the viewers. Bremerton Banshee. Always gotta like it when it's already got its own iconic name that's really cool hello Dr. Luther my name is Dominic I'm from Boyle Heights California here's my story I was on tour of the West Coast with my old band one night we had just before one night we had a show in Bremerton Washington cap okay, just before I continue this but Bremerton Banshees actually that would be a cool um, band name maybe Okay, back to it. It was a great show and after the show, the owners of the club invited us to stay the night at their house. So we get there and we're partying with a bunch of other people. Later in the night, everyone knocks out and me and my bandmates were sharing a basement that was converted into a full one-bedroom apartment. At one point when we were sleeping, one of the owners came down and checked if we needed anything. I told her no we're fine. So I wake up a few hours later because nature was calling. As I sat up in the bed I looked to the doorway and I saw a shadow of a woman standing there. I didn't think anything of it and thought it was the owner checking up on us again. I asked her where's the restroom as I was putting on my boots on. I didn't get a reply from her. So I looked up and noticed her hair seemed to be blowing in the wind. Mind you. We're in a basement with just one small window, which was closed, so there was no wind coming in. I just continued to put my boots on and then stand up. I then ask again, where is the restroom? And she suddenly lets out a blood-curdling scream that made all the hairs on my body stand up and the blood in my body freeze. So I quickly turn on the flash to my phone and no one was there except me and my bandmates. I will never forget that to, I'll never forget that to this day and it didn't even wake anyone up. Some of my band members just moved as if they heard something. I didn't tell them about this until the end of the tour a week later. Needless to say, I just held it in and didn't bother to find the restroom. That is a really cool story. I got a couple other band stories and heard a couple different things that were somewhat similar as well with band houses. Thanks for sending that in.
4: Hi. I'm Carolyn. I am one of the trainers here at the Nightmare Factory. Here we go. I'm going to read. When I was 20, I walked to a convenience store that was half a mile from my house a few times a week. I liked getting some fresh air. On the way to get a pack of smokes or a fountain drink. One day in July, I passed by a young couple, said hi, went about my way. When I got home, I started looking into unsolved mysteries, murderers, etc. I stumbled on an article about a young couple who were brutally murdered with an axe not far from where I lived roughly three years prior. When I saw the picture of the couple, My jaw dropped. It was the couple I passed by earlier that day. Wow. Thanks for reading, Nick.
5: This is Luke from the Nightmare Factory and I'm reading some of Luther's mail. This one is from North Carolina. Dr. Luther, I'm an 18 year old from North Carolina and I saw you wanted people to send UFO stories and I thought I'd share mine. I hope you get time to read. One night, my girlfriend and I were laying outside at night looking at the stars when I saw four circular objects in a diamond shape in the sky. When I saw the objects, I knew something was up. So I looked over and I said, hey, up on your left, tell me you see that. She confirms that she does. So I tell her, keep your eyes on them. And we start talking. About five minutes later, they start moving closer and closer, but not moving out or breaking the diamond shape. As they get out, I say five miles from the ground. One zips across the sky into the clouds. Now just three left in the shape of a triangle. I look over again, and I say, you're seeing this, right? She confirms with me that I'm not crazy, and that she's freaking out. I keep looking up, and they change from blue circular objects to red. Bright red. Thirty seconds later, one at a time, they zipped faster than anything I've ever seen. Five or ten minutes go by, and I get a notification on my phone that 13 different UFO encounters had happened across North Carolina. I'm no conspiracy freak, but that changed everything I had thought about the potential of other life.
0: I would like to thank all my guests, thank everybody that sent in stories, thank my storytellers, um, and most importantly, I want to thank you, the viewers. So until next time, let the chaos run strong day.